1: Welcome back in the third and final hour here on Thursday morning. And, uh, of course, coming up later on, we will have South Coast Now. Chris and Marcus uh, bring you South Coast Now each and every day and really have some very important discussions and very important topics. Yesterday, of course, a lot of discussion about the potential, the proposed, the possible. I should say possible because I don't; they, they haven't been clear about whether or not the purchase of the home in the West End is going to be a sober house, but it's a company that buys homes and turns them into sober houses. And uh, so that discussion will be ongoing, I am sure. Uh, also, we'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow when we are joined by – tomorrow we're going to be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad, and joining her will be Ward 2 Councilor Maria Giesta. It was originally going to be Councilor Carney as announced last week, but uh, she's going to be unable to join us, so Councilor Giesta will be with us uh, tomorrow. And they will talk about, as one of the things that we will discuss, the uh, the public meeting with the West End Neighborhood Group uh, that regarded that proposed – rooming and sober house the operator of the ash street property did not attend the meeting according to council president morad but the operator of the hawthorne street facility was in attendance and answered questions from the council and residents regarding their proposed plans for the property so we'll talk about that tomorrow as well as some other topics with the counselors right now though it's all about you 508-996-0500 you can also send in those app chat messages you can also send in those open line voicemails And uh, we will work those into the conversation as well. So yesterday I went over to, I I left here and I went over to Savers because as you know, I'm losing weight and I need to get some new clothes, but I don't want to go out and spend a lot of money on clothes and then have to go out and buy more a few months later when I've lost some more weight. So like until I get to my goal or give up, on this completely which um I don't think I'm going to give up. So I think I'm going to I mean things have slowed down a little bit but I'm uh, I'm I'm not done I'm not giving up on this at all so I just know that uh I have in mind like the clothes that I want to buy when I get to where I want to be. And so that's kind of what I'm working toward but then I need something to wear in the interim. And I'm cinching clothes, I'm cinching pants and shorts and with a belt, and there's uh, the shirts that I have. I'm trying to tuck them in, but then they're like way too billowy, and I'm just trying to make the the best I can out of what I have. So if you if you see me walking around and I look weird, just you know, just uh, forgive me this time. I, I try to take a little bit of pride in my appearance, and I know I look kind of slobbish having clothes that are too big, but I'm just doing what I can. So I went in there yesterday looking for some clothes that would, uh you know, be not as bad. and But I'm also very particular, you know. I'm not going to walk into Savers and spend $8.99 for a pair of pants that are from Walmart that I could just go over there and buy brand new for 15 bucks. you know. Let me leave that to somebody who needs to save that, that $6. But if I can find a pair of Levi's jeans, which I was fortunate enough to do, If I can find even some Wrangler jeans, you know, for for eight or nine bucks, I will buy those. And I was able to get a couple of pairs of jeans and some shirts. And it's, I, I can't bring myself to necessarily buy the shirts that fit. I have to go a size above. I don't know. I like loose clothes. I don't like things that are tight. And so in some things... My right size should be an extra large and other things that should be a double X. And I held up at one point a 2X shirt that, you know, seemed a little little small to me when I looked at it on the the rack. But when I put it on, it seemed like it fit. And then I just happened to be going through the racks and I found a similar shirt that was a 4X. And that's what I would have bought before. And granted, my clothes were always, you know, like I said, loose. So I probably did, I was probably a 3X, but I would wear a 4X. But I held up the 2X to the 4X. And that kind of allowed me to have a a visual difference of where I'm at. And that really, really helped. Like to be able to, oh, you know, I used to see those ads where you'd have, you know, the person... Holding up the pants or wearing the pants they used to wear and holding out all the extra space they have. And while I've gone from a 48 to a 40, it to, to me that doesn't have the same impact as looking at the, the way that the shirts had changed. So it felt, felt pretty good. You know what didn't feel pretty good though is by the time I got up to the register and checked out it was like $80 worth of stuff. Now, part of that is because I found for 12 bucks a pair of Crocs and I've never owned a pair of Crocs. Everybody tells me, you know, get some Crocs. I'm never going to wear them out of the house. They're only for wearing around the house, maybe out into the yard to take out the trash or something. But everybody's like, oh, you got to get some Crocs. And so they had a pair that fit me that were 12 bucks and I was like, I'm going to get them. And they're, they're pretty comfortable, but I, I can't see myself wearing them all the time. Marcus is a big proponent of Crocs. Barry wrote a whole article about how he was converted to the world of Crocs. I don't know that I'll go that far, but it's it was nice to have. 508-996-0500. And you know, the, I guess now that the weather is starting to change, I'm I'm going to have to start getting some more clothes. So I'll have to go to... Poshmark and eBay and all those places too to find stuff. That's where I usually get Levi's because I like certain style of Levi's and I have a I have a weird size that I need. No matter what my waist is I'm going to need preferably a 28 but more likely a 29 inseam. I'm not that tall, short legs so it's it's a hard size to find. So a lot of times I have to go online to try to find it but now I also have A bunch of brand new 3 and 4X shirts that I bought when um, Eblens was going out of sale, going out of business. I don't know why I bought them. I already was not in that size, but I was like, maybe I'll gain weight again. I'm going to buy these for three or four bucks. So maybe I'll just put those up there and sell those off to somebody that needs them and turn that into something else. So my ex-wife was really good at that. Like when she would go and buy clothes for work, she would resell, because she took such good care of her clothes, she would resell them on a site like Poshmark and then use that money to go out and buy new clothes. So she was able to kind of, you know, freshen up her wardrobe, but without it costing a lot of money. So I might have to reach out to her and be like, will you sell my clothes for me and I'll let you keep a cut? 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hello.
2: Good morning, Tim. How are you? It's Sketty here. How you been? I'm good. I'm so proud of you. Wow, it's two X from a four X. That's amazing. My stepbrother's like a four X, pushing towards a five.
1: The biggest problem for me too with that size was every time you have something that's 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 big, it's always tall too. And I'm not tall. I needed yeah. big and short, <laughs> and big and short is never uh, never on the shelves.
2: No, that is hard for you. You know where you can really get good clothes. And it right now, everything's like 75% off, 80% off. The sale racks and Kohl's, they got really nice clothes, and they do carry the X sizes.
1: You know, um, I never went to Kohl's because they never had the clothes that would fit me before.
2: Right, but you'll find them now, being a 2X.
1: Same, same with Target. I, I have never bought clothes in Target because they never had my size.
2: Target, to me, is like way overpriced anyways. But Kohl's. You go there now; they got racks and racks of stuff way in the back on the sales racks. And J.C. Penney's, believe it or not, they carry some decent men's uh, shirts. I
1: there. buy all my clothes at J.C. Penney.
2: Yeah, you know, aren't they nice? I mean, the prices are really good. They, like you said, they're, they're not as it. good as they
1: used to be. But no,
2: well, some of it, yeah,
1: kind of. But if you go at the right time and when they have the right sales, you can walk right. out of there with stuff like really, really, really cheap.
2: Yeah, bags full. I did that at Kohl's. I went and bought some jeans because I. I really haven't bought myself any new jeans in probably four years, and I said that's it. And I went, I went hog wild with sweaters and jeans. And Burlington, Burlington's a madhouse, but you'd be you'd be able to find a lot of shirts there too, yeah. and
1: they're really really good price. I last time I went into Burlington, I walked out with like three pairs of shoes, and I was like, oh how God. much shoes do I need? Like I always was a person. I was like, I have one pair of sneakers and that's it. But now I've got multiple pairs of shoes, and it's because I keep going to these discount places and finding them.
2: Yeah, well, I call my stepbrother a shoe princess because he loves his shoes. He said, well, if I can't get uh, clothes to fit me, I'm going to make sure I'm walking around in comfortable shoes. And he's got more shoes than me. Good Lord. Yeah. You know? But those stores, um, it, like I said, Burlington is like a madhouse, but you can get something, you know, really decent there.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate the uh, the insight. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to have to stop by Kohl's at some point, maybe this weekend and, and give it a look.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Right. I know I'm, I'm going back. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I see you there, come up and say hi. I will.
0: I All will. right. Okay, Take it okay. easy.
1: And uh, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
0: Good morning, Tim. How are you doing, Bob? Doing Thank you. I'm doing good. Um, yeah, you've got a great show. Thank you. Um, I'll tell you a little story of what happened to me in the last few weeks. I was coming home from Huntington Beach with my wife, and I had a attack. Uh, what the hell hit me? So I ended up at um, Charleston Hospital in Fall River, mm-hmm. and they found that I uh, I had a allergic reaction to the medication they were giving me. Oh, uh, first of all, I should start. I went to three ear, nose, and throat doctors in the Bedford. Diaphragm, mm-hmm. and one in Fall River, and else that they could, there was nothing they could do for me. So I went to Mass General, and he put me on Plonipen, and I didn't know any better. I just figured it's a Boston doctor. He, would, if anybody knows, they would know. I took them for about fifteen years, three a day, and I asked my personal doctor if I should. I'm not getting any better. So I take an extra one? He said, sure. So, it caught up to me, and I uh, ended up in a hospital for almost a week. Did all kinds of, ch- you know, checking up, and uh, come to find out I didn't have a stroke or anything like that. I just had a reaction to that.
1: So, then they,
0: me they had you
1: stop taking it, I would assume. I'm,
0: I'm um, weaning myself off of it now.
1: And is, have you seen results? Is that, has that made you feel yeah. better?
0: Yes. I'm feeling better. Yeah, I spent almost a week there. Very, very uncomfortable. For me, I'm 6'3". My feet were hanging out. Sure, yeah. yeah turn right, I hit the bar. Turn left, I hit the bar. And I I have a king-size bed, you know. So it was a tough week. That was yeah. last week. And uh, this week, I'm getting better every day. I've been riding my uh, stationary bike 12 miles uh, several days a week and doing 10-pound weights on my arms when I'm pumping. And it uh, feels like I'm getting back in shape pretty quick.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I'm sorry that you went through all that, but I'm glad they were able to determine what it was and get you back on oh, track.
0: It was very scary because I thought, sure, I had a stroke, you know. a lot of it was that pill that pen I didn't know I was taking street drugs.
1: Right. Yeah. No. We 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 find out all the time. Like that's something that people have on them when they make these arrests, or that they find when they do these these uh, these drug busts. Yeah. And you know, you're you're a healthy guy. Otherwise, you know, you you're, yeah. you take pr- pride in your health. So, I mean, it's it's amazing that sometimes the things that you think you're taking to help you can actually be what's hurting you. Well,
0: I, I figured I'd run that by your listeners because uh, you should always check out what you're doing. I didn't check out the brochure because I feel that the Boston doctor out of the four doctors I've seen he should know and uh, I just took him
1: yeah and 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 talk to the pharmacist too you know uh, people go and get their prescriptions filled and they just pick yeah. them up and they never a- ask the pharmacist hey is there anything I should know about this but talk to the ph- I mean I, I always say the pharmacist over here at the Walmart in Fairhaven that's where I pick up all my medications because it's convenient it's right next to work So, and that woman, pharmacist they have there, I can't remember her name, she is incredible. She makes sure she goes over everything with you and tells you everything that you can expect and all the potential side effects. And, you know, she even, I was taking an antibiotic when I had my kidney stone surgery and she said to me, well, why don't you go over there and get some of that yogurt, the probiotic yogurt and take that too. So that'll help keep you balanced out. And I was like, you know what? No doctor has ever told me that. So yeah, it, it definitely helps. All right. Well, I'm glad that you were feeling better.
0: All right, thank you very much.
1: Keep us updated. All
0: right,
1: thanks. Take care. Right. And let's uh, squeeze in one more call here before I got to take a break. Good morning, you're next on WBSM. Uh,
3: good morning, Kim. How are you? Uh, I I find uh, that saviors is kinda high on their prices.
1: Yeah, some we of the stuff does clothes. seem seem kind of high. Yeah, you know
3: cause some of the stuff is like $8, 9, 10 and i feel that you know you could buy go to like Walmart and get a brand new one
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think the the thing is is like I don't know how they set the prices because it might be eight dollars for a fifteen dollars pair of pants, and then you get a pair of Levi's that would be like sixty dollars, and they're twelve bucks. So it's like yeah. you know, like I don't, I'm not really sure like where where they're coming up with this pricing.
3: Yeah, some of uh like uh, uh you know they're used already, uh,
0: and
3: some of them are like nine ten dollars for. <laughs> Just because there's a name brand, but people used it already.
1: I used to get into an argument when they had the Salvation Army in Wareham. I got into an yeah. argument with the manager one time because they they were going and they were like pricing things on eBay and seeing what things were going for at eBay and using that as what they would determine what to charge when they put stuff out that was donated in the store. And I had to say, say to him, I was like, but that's different. That's somebody that owns an item trying to get the most money they can for it. You were given these things. Uh, for for the purposes of raising money for donations, why would you want to put something out there for that I much know. money and have it sit on the shelf when you could put it out there for a few bucks less and have somebody buy it?
3: Yeah, you know, because uh, I've been through there and some of the prices I think is kind of
1: outrageous, honestly. And and I'm always gonna caution people, and and people get mad when I say this, but if you have something that's like valuable or of value, don't donate it to a place like that and expect that they're gonna take it and they're gonna put it on the shelf. It's never gonna make it to the shelf. So yeah. you know, you wanna if you wanna make an impact with that, sell it yourself and then donate the money to charity.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I just thought I, you know, what you know, I find that you know, I mean, people do go there and. Uh, some people spend so much, but yeah, it, it, I thought it was supposed to help. You know, help people that. Da- uh, uh, I mean, you know, come down on their prices. I mean, I, I think, think
1: a little. I think it does because you know the uh, prices have gone up on things in the stores, but I don't think yeah, you but, need to. I don't think you need to reflect that by also raising the prices at Savers either.
3: Yeah. All right, dear. All right. Have you a have a great day. day.
1: Thank you. And uh, we are going to take a break here. When we come back on the other side, we will have the news coming up. We'll take more of your phone calls later on at 508-996-0500. But right now, I've got to take a break. If you want to win Trump's money, make sure you have your WBSM app open and ready or that you're over there by your computer or at least have a pen and paper to write down the code because it is coming your way right now. And welcome back in. Uh, Coming up after the news, we will be joined by Dr. Matthew Baltz of South Coast Health. We're going to be talking about shoulders and shoulder surgery and what you can expect uh, if you are going through that process or if you need to go through that process. And then after that, we will take more of your phone calls at 508-996-0500. Tonight on WBSM, Thursday Night Football, we'll have the Giants and 49ers and what should be a really fun game. Also, want to remind you that this Sunday, the Patriots are still looking for their first AFC East win. They'll be taking on the New York Jets in New York this Sunday Uh, September 24th. Kickoff here on WBSM is at 1 p.m. And your pregame coverage begins at 10 a.m. The New England Patriots on WBSM are brought to you by Shooting Supply, by Primacare, and by D&J Enterprises. So a great football season already underway here on WBSM. You know, even though things might not be going the Patriots way. We certainly have had a lot of fun games so far this season and kind of anybody's NFL at this point. So, uh, and tonight's game certainly will be a lot of fun for the local fans who grew up cheering for the Giants and then some of the people from my age who grew up as Niners fans because of Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. So it should it uh, should be a heck of a game this evening. All right, now it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass.
4: Air Force General Charles Q. Brown Jr. is set to become America's top military officer. He was confirmed as a chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in a Senate vote Wednesday night with bipartisan support. It's the first Pentagon confirmation since a recent blockade on military promotions by Alabama Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville. President Biden is appointing a coordinator for long-term recovery efforts at the scene of a toxic train derailment in Ohio. A Norfolk Southern freight train carrying hazardous materials derailed near East Palestine, Ohio, last Friday, February, spilling toxic chemicals in the area. On Wednesday, Biden issued an executive order that will direct FEMA to name a recovery coordinator within five days. The Writers Guild of America strike could be close to ending. Writers and producers meet face-to-face Wednesday and are near an agreement, according to CNBC. The two sides are hopeful to finalize a deal today. The strike has gone over for 100 days, leaving production of TV shows and movies on hold. Republican lawmakers are pressing Attorney General Merrick Garland over the FBI's handling of investigations into Catholic and pro-life groups. During a congressional hearing Wednesday, New Jersey Republican Jefferson Van Drew listed a series of incidents of alleged anti-Catholic bias within the FBI and asked Garland whether he believed traditional Catholics are violent extremists. I think that... Are they extremists or not, Attorney General?
5: Everything in that memo is... Are they
4: extremists or not? I'm asking a simple question. Say no if you think that was wrong. Netflix are not extremists. No. Garland said the idea he would discriminate against any religion is outrageous and absurd. Federal officials are temporarily closing two international bridges in Eagle Pass, Texas to redirect resources to an influx of migrants in the city. Brian Shook has more. U.S.
5: Customs and Border Protection says agents are needed to assist Border Patrol officers with taking the migrants into custody and processing them as fast as possible. The Texas Department of Public Safety says about 4,000 migrants have crossed the border into Eagle Pass this week. CBP says they'll maximize consequences against those without a legal basis to remain in the United States. I'm Brian Shook.
4: And Saudi Arabian. Saudi Arabian Crown Prince, Prince Mohammed bin Salman, says if Iran gets a nuclear weapon, his country would have to prepare to do the same thing. More from Mark Mayfield. In an interview with Fox News, bin
5: Salman said it would be a need for security reasons and balancing power in the Middle East. He added he does not want to see that happen. The Crown Prince warned about the dangers of nuclear weapons, adding that deploying them is equal to declaring war on the entire world. I'm Mark Mayfield.
4: In sports, the Boston Red Sox suffered defeat at the hands of the Texas Rangers last night. The score was 15-5. to 5. The Sox will face off against the Chicago White Sox tomorrow at 7.10 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Look for tons of sunshine for your Thursday. We are going to see temperatures come up from the 50s and top out in the 70s this afternoon. We're tonight mainly clear, Your low near 51. And for Friday, mainly sunny with increasing clouds and a high close to 70. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Kelly Bates on New Bedford's news talk station, 1420 WBSM. It's currently 57 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM. And get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app.
0: 1420 WBSM, as crystal clear as FM. Stream us on the WBSM app. Uh, 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 uh,
5: uh. Turn the music up in the headphones uh, uh, Tim, you can go and brush
4: your shoulders off I got you uh, uh, yeah. If you feeling like a, Go on, brush your shoulders off Ladies, too, go and brush your shoulders
1: off We're going to be talking about shoulders coming up in just a moment Uh, But a reminder that if you uh that That's Jay-Z, who some people think of as the greatest Lyricist in the history of hip-hop Well, if you are somebody who thinks that Van Morrison is one of the greatest singers and songwriters of all time, which uh, I know many of you do, he's going to be performing in Providence at the Providence Performing Arts Center, September 22nd and 24th. Tickets still available by going to ppacri.org or by calling 401-421-ARTS. That's uh, Van Morrison at the Providence Performing Arts Center, September 22nd and 24th, and you can... Get your tickets by going to PPACRI.org or by calling 401-421-ARTS. Right now, though, it is time for Your Health Matters. It's something that we do each month here on WBSM to help you better get yourself you know, get yourself in better health, to help you prepare for things, to help you better understand things. And uh, today we're going to be talking with our guest. Joining us now on the line is uh, orthopedic surgeon Dr. Matthew Balls. Good morning, doctor. How are you?
5: I'm doing well. Thank you very much. And um, I'm, really,
1: I'm really interested in talking with you today about the work that you do because people have a tendency. I just went through, you know, uh, I, I was just uh, over at St. Luke's a couple weeks ago for a few days. I had uh, some emergency kidney stone operation because I was feeling pain for days and never really took into account what it might be. I think people think that they just have to live with pain sometimes, and they don't understand that pain is a, sig- is a signal that something is wrong.
5: Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, our body sends us all kinds of signals, but certainly pain is one of those things that we can interpret as um, oftentimes there's something wrong, and oftentimes we do have um, some elements where we can fix those problems that are wrong, or at least if we can't, you know, come to a complete solution, we can usually manage those problems and make them much more tolerable.
1: And as as an orthopedic surgeon, talk with us about what it is that, that you do to help people that come in with these issues.
5: Well, I'm actually a sports medicine orthopedic surgeon, so I I focus primarily on uh, athletic patients or uh, people who have injuries that are related to sports participation, trying to stay active, trying to stay fit, those kind of things. And um, we have uh, roles that can range anywhere from, you know, advice and, and, you know, management and discussion of uh, issues to all the way up to surgery and, and, and anywhere, anywhere in between, including medications, injections, things along those lines.
1: And one thing that I know that is a, is a concern for folks is is shoulders. And as, as someone who handles folks who are coming in that participate in athletic events and sports, and I'm sure that shoulders play a major part in pretty much everything that we do. And we, we don't even realize it. we take it for granted that, that, uh, that we're going to have that range of motion.
5: Yeah, the shoulder is really an amazing joint. Um, you know, it has such degrees of freedom. You can do so many things with it when it's healthy um, in terms of movement, in terms of strength, in terms of function. Um, and when it's not healthy, because it has all those degrees of freedom, it's amazing how much it can hurt with, with even the simplest of movements.
1: So what, what are some of the injuries that people may have that would require shoulder surgery?
5: I think probably the most common thing that I see uh, in my practice is going to be rotator cuff issues, and that can range anywhere from simple you know, inflammation tendonitis in the rotator cuff and in the bursa that surrounds that rotator cuff um, all the way up through you know, partial wear and tear and degeneration um, all the way up even to full tears where there's a complete rupture of the tendon and it's, and it's torn away from the bone and sometimes needs to be fixed. And in, and in some cases, even tears that can't be fixed because they're too large to repair. And, and you just don't have the ability to pull those tissues back together again to get a repair.
1: So in, in that case, would it require there to be some sort of replacement of that tissue or?
5: Yeah, there are some specialty operations that can be done in that situation. Um, without getting too technical, you can uh, use what is called allograft tissue, which is basically tissue from a cadaver and place it over the top of where the rotator cuff belongs to try and sort of cap the shoulder joint and put a, a roof in place. Or oftentimes if the patient's a little bit older, it may mean um, doing what's called the reverse total shoulder replacement where you actually replace the ball and socket joint, but you do it in such a way where you reverse the anatomy at the shoulder and put the ball where the socket used to be and the socket where the ball used to be. And this allows you to have more strength and more function using the muscles that are still intact, like your deltoid and your pectoralis muscles and your tra- trapezius muscles.
1: Wow. I'd, I'd never heard of that. That's, that's fascinating. And, you know, we're talking about surgery, but I'm sure there's probably some treatments that can happen that are that are non-surgical. But if somebody needs to get surgery, what can they expect from a shoulder surgery? I'm sure it differs depending on on what needs to be done, but just kind of a general idea of what shoulder surgery would consist of.
5: Shoulder surgery really does run the gamut. You can, you can have something as small as a, a cleanup, kind of an arthroscopy operation where there's no repair of tissue that's done, and that typically is going to be a 30 to 60 minute procedure, and you'll be in a sling for a week to two weeks, and generally you'll get physical therapy probably for two to three months, and it can range all the way up to rotator cuff repair surgery, which is actually still all done through a scope and through tiny incisions. But because we're actually repairing and tying together tissues, you need to protect that repair for an extensive period of time. So the patient will have to wear a sling for six to eight weeks after the operation to protect that repair. And it can oftentimes be a six to eight month recovery to get back full strength, to get back full motion and function. So it does, it it can be extensive, even though it's all through small incisions.
1: But people can't, if necessary, people can get their entire shoulder replaced.
5: That's correct, yeah. Uh, we do. So, again, going back to what I said before, sometimes we'll do what's called a reverse shoulder replacement in someone who has an irreparable rotator cuff tear. They have a massive tear that can't be fixed. They have weakness, and that weakness usually leads to pain and dysfunction in the way the joint moves. And so you can do a reverse shoulder replacement. And then we have another population of patients who have a functioning rotator cuff that's, that's pretty normal and still provides the strength they need but the cartilage surfaces of the joint have worn out. And as those cartilage surfaces of joints have worn out, you start to get loss of motion. You start to get pain from bone rubbing on bone. And in those cases, we can replace those cartilage surfaces with metal and plastic components that allow for more smooth and more, more painless movement.
1: And, and if somebody goes through something like that, I mean, obviously they're coming to you in pain as a result of that. But will these replacements, will that help mitigate that pain or even make that pain go away? Or will they have to deal with some level of pain for the rest of their life?
5: I think the absolute goal is to try and eliminate pain. Um, you know, what we're talking typically with a, short, with a, with a uh, replacement operation is certainly short-term pain from the surgery itself because it, it, is, a, it is a painful procedure significant long-term gains in terms of dramatic improvement in pain, maybe even elimination of pain, and hopefully fairly dramatic improvement in function. I would say that uh, when I do a shoulder replacement on someone, it's unlikely that they're going to have the function that they had in their shoulder when they were 20 years old, but it's certainly very, very likely that they're going to have more function, more range of motion, more strength, uh, more ability to do the activities they want to do than they had before the surgery. And I think that
1: that's fair because I would assume that most people are, you know, that have healthy shoulders are not going to have the same total range of function and, and everything that they had when they were 20 years old. There's going to be some, you know, natural wear and tear that goes on. You're just trying to make it so that it's not as, as bad as it, uh, as it had gotten to be.
5: That's correct. You know, the, the, the aging process hits all of us. And um, I use the analogy in my office all the time of uh, the tread wearing off the tire of a car. And And the reality is that we're all putting miles on our body. And as we put miles on our body, our joints wear out a little bit. And they wear out very slowly and gradually over a long period of time. But even the person who has the best genetics and who doesn't carry too much weight, who's never had any trauma or injury, over a long period of time, they're going to show some signs of wearing out of the cartilage surfaces of their joints. And
1: so who would probably be the the typical candidate for a replacement surgery? I mean, it sounds like you've got a lot of different techniques and and ways that you can look at it first before you have to get to that point. Or do some people just walk in and you say, listen, we're just going to have to go for a total replacement here?
5: I think in my practice, I see two sort of separate groups of patients. I see a group that's oftentimes a little bit younger, maybe in their late 50s to 60s, hopefully retired from any kind of a, a heavy lifting kind of an occupation. Um, And they have rotator cuff problems. They, and and oftentimes will have a tear that cannot be fixed anymore. And those would be a good candidate for a reverse shoulder replacement. And then oftentimes I'll see uh, an older group of patients who may be more in their seventies and eighties, who just over a course of a long period of time of using their shoulder with normal activities of daily living, have had wearing out of the cartilage surfaces, and maybe a candidate more for a traditional shoulder replacement
1: so if somebody feels like they might you know need to have this looked at, they might need to to start down this path. How can they reach out to you and how can they find out more about possibly getting you know sh- shoulder treatment or or replacement through south coast health?
5: Um, we have uh, websites I mean if you go to southcoast.org uh, dot dot org and, and take a look there are um search engines you can run for find a doctor you can type in a a particular diagnosis and it can uh, sort of direct you towards the department that you need so with us the department of orthopedics we have uh, i'm going to say seven to ten physicians in the department of orthopedics and by calling our call center um, our call center folks are trained to figure out okay this person has a a foot and ankle problem we're going to refer them to our foot and ankle specialist this person has a Uh, a a shoulder problem we're going to refer them to our shoulder person or this person has a spine problem we're going to refer them to the spine people so there's a a relatively simple way with a one-stop call of being able to get directed in the right um, direction and moving in the right way
1: excellent well i I thank you doctor for joining us today and for filling us in and hopefully there's some folks out there that are that are needing this help and now can reach out and and have an idea how to start
5: yeah i'd be happy to see anybody who's interested thank you for your time Thank
1: you so much. That is uh, Dr. Matthew Balz of South Coast Health, orthopedic surgeon. And uh, that is Your Health Matters. We do it each month here on WBSM to help you realize that your health does matter. And we want to make sure that we can help you stay as healthy as possible. I do have to take another break. We'll be back in just a few moments. 508-996-0500. All right. Welcome back in. Say, you know, we were talking about shoulders with Dr. Balz from South Coast Health, but you know what uh, that made me think of? I know it's probably not the best correlation to think of at that time, but it made me think of when my grandmother used to make smoke shoulder. That was one of my favorite meals. She would make that and she would make it sometimes with cabbage. Sometimes she would make it with uh, sauerkraut. uh, But she probably made it at least like once a month. And I loved smoke shoulder. You know where you could probably get that? Well, you can get most meats at the butcher shop, right? Remember when we were talking about, what was it, Yorkshire duck? That came up in conversation. And people were saying, I haven't had Yorkshire duck in forever, which, by the way, isn't duck. And people were like, oh, well, you can't get that anywhere anymore. And of course, I went over to the butcher shop and I talked to Eric and Eric said, you know what? If people want that, just give me a call. I'll get it for them. I'll make it for them. And that's the kind of service that they offer at the butcher shop. If there's something that you want and they don't have it already there, just ask Eric and he's going to get it for you. If he can, he will. That's the level of customer service that they provide. When you walk in, though, you're going to find all kinds of things. So you first walk into the butcher shop, you're going to see all of the pre-made foods that they make every day. The stuff that you can have them just scoop out into a styrofoam container and you can eat it for lunch, you can have it for dinner, you can even save it for the next couple of nights. They're, they give you big hearty portions and it doesn't cost a lot. It's a lot cheaper than going out to a restaurant and... And you know what? It's really good. It's probably better than some of the restaurants. They do a great job over there of making stuff. But then you walk a little bit further down and you see all of the delicious meats that they have there in the butcher case where you can get them to cut it exactly the way you want it. Not buying it packaged like in the supermarket where you say, uh, I want a one pound steak. Why is all of these, you know, 0.75, 0.68? You just say, Eric, I want a one pound sirloin and you're going to get it. You want... However big of a tomahawk steak you want, you're going to get it. That's the level of service that they have. Plus, seafood, you can get fish, you can get lobster, you can get giant chicken wings. They have a cheese fridge that can't be beat. There's cheeses in there that I've never even heard of that I've got to try. And, of course, the beer and wine cellar where you can get everything, as I like to say, from $5 to $500, and that's not an exaggeration. So probably the most diverse wine selection you will find anywhere on the South Coast. And as Eric likes to point out, don't forget, they also have soccer balls. You need a soccer ball? They have those at The Butcher Shop. Everything from steaks to soccer balls. So check them out. 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. It's The Butcher Shop. It's a family-owned business. It's a business that cares about you. The Butcher Shop. All right. I do have one final break here to take, so I'm just going to bang that out, and we'll be back in a few moments. All right. That'll about do it for me. I'm going to remind you one more time, though, that if you want to go out and see Van Morrison at the Providence Performing Arts Center, September 22nd and 24th at 7 p.m., you can get tickets right now at ppacri.org or by calling 401 421 Arts and uh, you can get your tickets to see one of the greatest singers and songwriters of our generation Van Morrison at the Providence Performing Arts Center. Uh, I'm going to be back tomorrow. Stay tuned. Chris has coming up for South Coast Now. I'll be back tomorrow though. We will be talking with New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and joining her tomorrow will be Ward 2 Councilor Maria Giesta. We'll find out more about what happened in that public hearing about the Sober House. We'll find out about some other council business that's been going on. Uh, We can get the story even more behind the postponement of the housing hearing that uh, had to get postponed because some of the councilors were caught up in the traffic commission meeting. We'll talk more about that with them as well, and so much more. So. Uh, I will remind you, too, to go on over to WBSM.com and the WBSM app to enter in those codes all day long to try to win Trump's money. We're going to have another code coming up for you in the next hour and all throughout the day, each hour through the 5 o'clock hour. So make sure you either have your app handy or you have the website open or even if you just want to write it down on a pen and paper and save it so you can get it entered in. You do have a little bit of time after each code to be able to enter it, and then each time you have a chance at 100 bucks. And then each time that you enter, you have a chance at the grand prize of $30,000. So as I keep saying, you're listening to WBSM anyway, right? You're listening to us all day long.